Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy, guys. In this episode, we will review Office Christmas Party and recap This Week in TV. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Carlos, how are you feeling, man? I am sick. <clears throat> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah, so that's why you're going to take over for the most part for this episode. I'll still chime in, but I won't necessarily lead the discussion. Um, but, yeah. Dang, man. I'm sorry that you feel that way. It is all right. I will be seeing Manchester by the Sea today, so maybe that'll make me feel better. Which I am excited for, man. I cannot wait for you to see that movie. I really want to. I really want to know your opinion uh, when you're done seeing that movie. So I'll let me know for yeah, sure. I'll discuss it on the next episode. I'm sure. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Before we talk, before we review Office Christmas Party, we're going to talk about two trailers that dropped this week, dude. It's it's summer. Summer season is looking really great. Um, and these these trailers just dropping out consistently. The two big ones that came out after after the episode that we dropped yesterday, um, Spider-Man Homecoming, that trailer's already out, and then War of the Planet of the Apes come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that trailer came out as well. So uh, let's talk about Spider-Man Homecoming. What did you think about that trailer? Um, I really liked it. You can Our reaction to it is on the YouTube channel, so you can definitely check that out there. Um, but I, I really did like it. I didn't like it, I, I mean... Obviously, you could have predicted this. Anybody could have predicted this that knows me. I didn't like it as much as the Guardians trailer, but I still really like this trailer. Um, I love the look of Vulture. Um, I'm happy Michael Keaton is finally like confirmed in everything for that role. Um, we did briefly see Donald Glover, so I'm interested to see where they're going with him in this movie. Uh, but I think this trailer confirms what we all suspected from Civil War, which is that... Tom Holland is perfect as Spider-Man. I, I can't wait to see what he does with the, with this role of Peter Parker. Definitely, man. Um, that trailer was really good. Um, it was I I thought it was great. Definitely, you can totally tell. By the way, we have two reaction videos. We got one to Guardians and then one to Spider-Man: Homecoming. You can totally tell that Carlos loved the Guardians way more than Spider-Man Homecoming. You can just tell, okay? Carlos was having a great time with Guardians. Um, so definitely check that out if you want if you want to decipher that. Um, but yeah, I, I do I did like the trailer. I am interested to see Michael Keaton as as Vulture. I think it could be I thought I think it could be cool. I'll, I really like the shot of Iron Man and Spider Man, uh, you know, doing that and the last that was the last shot where he was flying with uh, Spider Man. As he was like, like webbing his, like webbing. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Um, and I actually like that Iron Man is Spider Spider Man's mentor. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. Uh, that's an interesting take. Yeah. Um, so I'm really interested to see where that goes actually mm-hmm. in this movie. Something that came up in our reaction video, and I wonder how you feel about it. How, what do you think about Robert Downey Jr. having such a big role, seemingly in this movie? Do you do you think how big of a role do you think he's going to have, and are you okay if he has a big role? I think <clears throat> he's 
probably I don't think he's gonna be in the movie like a lot a lot. I think he's gonna be and I don't think he's gonna take uh like a waste away time from Tom Holland. I think this is still gonna be a Tom Holland like movie. Mm-hmm. It's just gonna be featuring Tony Stark um on the back set. So my guess is probably gonna Tony Stark's probably gonna be in at least one third or a little, or a little over one third in the movie. I don't think they're going to overuse him too much because this is a Spider-Man movie. So they want to try to really promote this Spider-Man as much as possible. Um, So that's, that's, that's my assumption in in the whole thing. All right. All right. Um, As for, like, like I said, I'm interested to see Michael Keaton as Vulture because that line that he, he only gave one line, but that was like, dang, this this is going to be good. Um, so definitely excited for this trailer. Uh, not for this trailer, for this movie. <laughs> definitely excited for this movie. Um, let's switch it over to War of the Planet of the Apes. This trailer came out yesterday. I woke up and I was just like, "What? Like another trailer?" Because <laughs> I remember we, we, like, you and I were talking about like uh, box office numbers and which one's gonna get it, and mm-hmm. we did not even mention War of the Planet of the Apes. So yeah. this movie had not even crossed our minds yesterday, like at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad that they that they reminded us, hey, this movie's coming out. Don't forget. Um, so we got this trailer, and my gosh, it looks intense. It looks so intense. Carlos, what what were your initial thoughts after seeing this trailer, man? Um, I think the trailer sells us on a movie that lives up to its title because this looks like a war movie, and it's crazy because it's between apes and humans. Um, but I really did love this trailer. I cannot wait for this movie. I tweeted this um, after I watched the trailer, but if if this movie is good then we have to start thinking about this Planet of the Apes prequel series or whatever, this trilogy, as one of the best trilogies of all time. Because the first one is very good, and the second one is flat-out brilliant. And if this third one is good, I mean, it's hard to even... Like, it's up there with some of the best trilogies of all time, if this one's good. Agreed, agreed. Uh Arguably, the second one, like the second one, is better than the first one. Oh yeah, definitely. and that's and that's hard to do yep. with when you got a when you got a series going on. So, I'm in, I'm interested to see where this one goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks so good. Yeah. Um, I think I mean maybe Caesar dies in this one, man. Maybe that concludes this yeah. chapter in his life. I can see that. Do, uh, a, any chance Andy Circus finally gets a nod? I don't think so, but I really, I, he should have, he should have by now for the second one. Yeah, he should have. Absolutely should have at least gotten nominated. Yeah. So I think that if it was going to happen, it would have happened uh-huh. two years ago. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do like the fact that Caesar is speaking more clearly now. Mm-hmm. It, it, like, it looks like he's not struggling with really his fine words anymore. Mm-hmm. What so. do you, what do you think about the, there's like the strange element in the trailer of this little girl that they have with them the apes? What did you think about that? I I don't I'm kind of curious in seeing like what that storyline is going to be. I'm very interested in the Woody Har- Harrelson um villain. I think that's he's going to be a great villain. I think that was perfect casting. Um but again, it looks like a war movie. But what did you think of the kid? 
I think that's basically to show Caesar. Because I, in the trailer, you do see humans fighting. You see some humans fighting alongside the apes mm-hmm. in the trailer. So you, it, it is going to be like some humans are going to rebel or something. Mm-hmm. But I think that girl symbolizes what humanity can be. Like she's, I think Caesar's going to try to raise her. Or was trying to raise her because I think she couldn't find her parents or whatever. That's just my hypothesis, my theory. So I think Caesar was going to try to raise her, like, hey, you know, um, just to be, just to be peaceful, because he's not trying to. Because he, he, like, he even says it in the trailer, like, I did not start this war. Like, I gave you mercy. Um, I wanted to have peace with you. So. You definitely see that, like, you know, that, and he, and he protects that little girl, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure that that's what he was trying to achieve with her. Like, if, like, just like how, um, just, just like how his, uh, James Franco, I forgot the, I forgot uh-huh. his character's name in, in that movie, in the first one, but just sort of just how, like, he said, hey, like, you know, we need to be, like, you need to be peaceful, there's no yeah. need for violence. I think he's going to try to show her the same the same path, which is interesting because it's 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 going to be reversed roles. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So I think it, it can be a really interesting take on that series. So I think it'd be pretty. It, I think it'd be pretty cool. I think my my kind of theory here is that he, yes, you're right. He's going to try to kind of keep this little girl safe, but it, and then I think something's going to happen where the humans mess up or the humans do something that gets her killed, and that's the line for him. That's what he finally decides humanity can't be saved. Um, that's, again, that's just my theory. Uh, that's all I got on this trailer. I loved it. The poster, have you seen the poster? It's amazing. I have not seen the poster. Oh gosh, I'm gonna... I have it saved on my phone. I'll send it to you. It was so good. Um, I'm so excited for this movie. Uh, before Definitely... We... Before Definitely we move on, can me. I ask you one one more thing? Go ahead. Okay, the, the name for the new Fast and Furious movie. Please give me your thoughts on it because I died laughing when I heard it. What so the stupid. hell were people? What what the hell were you thinking? <laughs> who who? First of all, I don't even know who's directing this film. Do you know? I can't remember the. I don't. I don't know. But it's the Fate of the Furious is the title. Um, the director, oh, the de- director is F. Gary Gray, who I believe was the director of, uh, oh crap, what's that movie? Um, I can't think of the name, the name of it. Um, dang it, I'm, I'm blanking. But, uh, I, I really, I, I really am still looking forward to this movie, but at the same time, that title is just so bad. Oh, and it was Straight Outta Compton. Duh. Thanks, Bob. Bob wrote it down for me. I couldn't remember the what movie he directed, but that's what he directed, so I'm still looking forward to it because I did really like Straight Outta Compton, but, oh, man, that title. Jeez. I mean, it's almost like they were just that like, is- they were using the hashtag F8, and then they, they thought, F8, Fate. How can we fit this into the title? Fate of the Fear? What? That's that's the dumbest, most cheesy title they could have possibly come up with. And this, I mean, it beats Too Fast, Too Furious. And that's impressive. That's an impressive feat. This trailer is so stupid. Not the trailer. I'm sorry. The title is so <laughs> stupid. Um, And I'm going to use that title in my freaking review if it's like, I, I don't care if it's good or bad. Um, the fan of the furious is going to be crap. Um, that's literally what I'm going to say if the movie's crap. Um, arguably the dumbest trailer I've ever heard in a movie ever. Just the fact that you have like, 
I hope this movie's good. I hope this. I really hope this movie's good. I yeah. really do. Just so that I can just accept the trailer, like the. Let me stop saying the trailer. The title name. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? And there's, I can be like, okay, it was it was a good movie. It was a good movie. I'm gonna. Then I'll shut up about the freaking title. But it has to be good. Do you think they stick to this title, or do you think this is one of the situa- these situations where about halfway through the marketing campaign they start advertising it as Furious 8 or Fast 8 or something like that, and then they, they completely ditch it? Fast 8, man, but, I mean, I, it's, there's probably some that they, were, that they already stuck with, Yeah, unfortunately. But I don't know who the hell was thinking the freaking title for this movie. Yeah. I really don't. Guys... Uh, the, fate of the, <laughs> the fate of the fate yeah. guys come on it's good right <laughs> I was like no like what? it just sounds like something that just somebody said in like a big meeting and for some someone reason someone must have been high <laughs> honestly it had to had to have had oh some type gosh. of like it had to have had at least some alcohol or weed in their system at that point like <laughs> it's ridiculous <clears throat> that title is not good it's yeah. not good. So, I don't know what you were doing. I don't know what you were on. It's not a good title. It's yeah. not. Stupid. Alright. I think we've ripped on this title enough. <laughs> you haven't even seen the movie and already have, like, such negative vibes toward it already. It's not okay. Yeah, I mean, we don't even have a trailer yet until Sunday, so. That's what I'm saying. It better be a good trailer, too. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it's not... I hope I saw I saw the seventh one during Thanksgiving and my gosh it's just it it gets worse and worse and worse every time I see it every time I see it I'm just like this movie is it's just not good it's just not good it's worse and worse every time I see it yeah <sighs> but all right guys we are gonna review now finally the office Christmas party. And, uh, Carlos, I'm actually interested to see what you thought about this movie because I don't know, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, our audience knows, but you're not a huge fan. I think you're the person, I think you're the only person that I met that does not like TJ Miller's comedy. So I want to know what you thought about the movie. I'm interested to see, honestly. Okay. Well, this is interesting because, first of all, for the movie as a whole, I will say this. T.J. Miller... Or, not... That, man, I'm going off track already. Sorry. Again, sick. Um, anyway, for the movie as a whole, I will say this. It's largely forgettable. That's how I would describe it. It just is. It's it's there. It's a comedy that... It's, I'm not going to say don't see it. I'm not going to say go see it. It's just if you if you go see it, I think there's things to be enjoyed in it. But it's there's also a lot of just bad and a lot of poor story structure. But um, T.J. Miller was actually my favorite part of the movie. What? Are you serious? Yes. Um, I thought he worked wow. really well. His And he has now officially turned it around for me. I can't remember what the first thing I saw him in, but I, I remember not liking him the first time I saw him. And then I didn't like him in Deadpool. Um, but he is now, after watching a few episodes here and there of Silicon Valley, and now this, and I believe there was something else I saw him in, I, I, he's turned it around for me. I'm now on board, for the most part, with T.J. Miller, as long as he sticks to this more of this style of comedy instead of um, what we got in Deadpool. But I, I, 
I, he was the best part. And that's not like, cause he wasn't amazing in it. Like he's not going to win any awards or anything. And he, he's not going to like, this isn't one of his iconic comedic roles or anything. It's not going to be remembered mm-hmm. like that. And he was the best part. So that's not necessarily a good sign when just a average performance or a good performance is like the standout of your movie. Um, Jason Bateman did the dr- best with what he was given, um, and with what he had to work with, uh, he, which was not much because he was playing off of Olivia Munn, who was not very good. <laughs> um, and they, oh, you didn't you don't like Olivia Munn? No, she did not have very good. Uh, she she doesn't have much comedic timing. That's my problem with her, and I don't think she should be in comedies, but. Um, I'm not gonna. Bob said Bob was saying that she just has no talent at all. I won't go that far, but oh my gosh, <clears throat> yeah, it, it. I don't know. It's just that's my big positive is T.J. Miller. Um, and then there were. I'm not gonna lie and say that there weren't not moments of this movie that didn't get to me. There were moments where I was like, that that's pretty funny, but there's not any moments that had me like dying laughing or anything like that. So, what about you? Okay. Okay. Um. I agree with you for the most part. I didn't. I didn't actually have a problem with Olivia Munn. I just had a problem with Jason Bateman's story. And yes. spoiler alert: this for like five seconds, even though it's really not even important. Jason Bateman's character gets divorced. That's in the beginning of the movie, but yeah. yeah. So, but there literally is no reason why he's getting divorced. Like he could have been single this whole entire movie exactly and it would not have made a difference the entire first five minutes so, of this movie is pointless because it's about his divorce and it's never really brought up about being important that he just got divorced yeah like i thought it would i thought like we would see his ex-wife or something come in yeah exactly i thought i thought maybe jennifer aniston would be his ex-wife or something but it it made no sense like that and that's the thing i noticed with the was like why like at the end like in the middle of the movie i'm just like why do why do we have the why did he have to have like why did he have to get married like what like what was the point of the significance of this divorce like i don't understand um but i'm just gonna start with positive there are first of all and, I, and i'm gonna say this for every comedy and this for every com like this every comedic movie that has come out this year and you guys know i have not been a big fan of the comedy this year I am not. But if I am going to say something, and it's always going to be a positive for me, is the cast looks like they're having a bunch of fun filming this. Um, you can see it at the end of the movie. like They're just having a bunch of fun um, filming this movie. And um, to me, they knew that this wasn't going to be like the greatest film. Like They just knew. It. They knew what it was going to be. They knew what they were signing up for, and they just did it just to do it. So that, that I mean... I thought that's a great thing, but I'm just going to say that for, as a positive, they did look like they were having fun filming this movie. Uh, um, that's but, good. I, I, I would agree. Um, I also... This is uh, one more of my positives, and that's pretty much it, I guess, until we get to negatives. Um, I, I think a lot of the supporting cast and the supporting characters really did work. Um, Kate McKinnon got better as the movie went along. We'll talk about her and my negatives I, at this point. You know my feelings on Kate McKinnon. Um, I think I think you need to go on YouTube because the thing is, I think she is great. I've seen the, like my mom showed me like a few clips of Kate McKinnon, mm-hmm. and I think she is hilarious on um, 
on SNL. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I'm not judging her on her SNL performance. No, 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 I'm no, no. And that's, and that's, and no, and that's the thing. I, I like. I don't think. Have you ever seen her in SNL? Somewhat. I mean, I see some of the viral things that go on. You know, some okay, of the yeah, because skits. I don't. Know, you have not been a big fan of her this year. Yeah. I mean, I understand 100. Um, percent Yeah. I had like after we recorded the show, I had to really think about Kate McKinnon's performance in Masterminds, and I just I did not like her performance. Yeah. I ended up saying like, no, yeah. she would. She did a horrible job in in um in Masterminds. Um, but she's been in two of the comedies this year. Sort I would like one of them I would consider like an adventure type comedy. Um, she was in Ghostbusters. Masterminds, and now she was in Office Party. So she's been in three comedies this mm-hmm. year. Um, I think by far the best performance that she had was in Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, obviously it's this one, and then the worst one is a huge st- step down, and it's Masterminds. Um, I think she did good for the most part in this movie. I didn't outright love her performance, mm-hmm. um, but some of the stuff she did made me, made me chuckle. I'm just like, okay, all right, that's funny. Yeah. Um, so... Um, yeah. yeah, but then there was also the, I can't remember any of these people's names, but the guy who was the, um, DJ, he yes. was really good. Um, the, the main assistant who was really nice and had tri- almost slept with the Chinese guy. That was really good. That uh, whole thing was funny to me. Yeah. That was arguably the funniest part in the movie to me. Um, Vanessa Byers, her name. Uh, she was really good in this movie. There, there were just, there were a bunch of supporting performances here and there that for me really did actually work. Um, now there weren't, like I said, there was no moments in this movie that like had me rolling on the ground laughing, you know? Um, but for the most part, they were all pretty solid, the supporting performances. It's the leads that I have more of an issue with. Um, so, yeah. I agreed. Um, I think for the most part, the movie was, um, I think the movie was okay. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying a lot. Um, I'm going to give it the fact that it did, just because of the fact that it did have me chuckling at some parts, I'm going to say it, I liked it better than a lot of the other comedies. Like, there are some, wow. like, I didn't. You know, and I've expressed it on this podcast, guys. I did not laugh a lot during Kevin Hart's. I didn't. I don't think I laughed. I think I probably laughed twice, mm-hmm. and I didn't laugh. It was like a little giggle for a second. Um, and Kevin Hart's uh, stand up. I really. I did not laugh once in Mastermind. I really didn't laugh in Central Intelligence. Carlos can tell you all about that. Um, I mean, these are just. I mean, I, we saw a lot of comedies here, and I really didn't die out laughing. The only one that really had me laughing the most was. Mike and Dave meet, uh, need wedding dates. Mm-hmm. This one had me chuckling at a few scenes. So I'm just going to give it, like, comedic-wise, it's probably, like, my second favorite, but that's not even saying a lot to me, the comedy okay. this year. Yeah, to me, yeah, to me, the comedy this, the comedy this year haven't really been strong. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope I hope that gets better next year. I'm mm-hmm. really disappointed. I'm going to say something. I'm really disappointed in the comedy this, and yeah. this year. It just has not been. We great. have we have some coming up that could be good. I mean, why him? I've heard some good things about. Um, so I'm looking yeah, I hope to that, I hope but. I hope that ends up being a really good one. I mean, it has Brian Cranston and James yeah. Franco. That I hope for the life of me, that is a good movie. Yeah. I really, I really, really do. Um, if that movie doesn't work, it won't be because they don't have talent. So um, yes, it'll probably be because of the screenplay. Yeah, but I really hope that it it's good. I really hope that it's good. Okay, let's um, move on to negatives, man. Yeah, um, negatives. Okay, Jennifer Aniston. I did not yes. like the character for the life of me. I'm just like, what are you doing? She I was don't know. One note the entire time. Yes, I don't know why they they had to 
I don't know why she just chose to go this this direction. I really don't know why, but she was just one note the whole entire time. Um, again, I think we we already addressed our negative with Jason Bateman. Unless you already, unless you have like another one that you want to address. Uh, again, he's fine. Like I think he wasn't given much to work off of. He doesn't have a very good script, and he doesn't have anybody to act off of. Um, except for okay. T.J. Miller. I think he was fine when he was with T.J. Miller. That was worked the best. But again, there were some just really stupid moments in this movie. Like, I, I don't want to even go into details, but there were some moments where I was like, that literally makes no sense. But anyway. Yeah, um, they try to... They, um they try to force a relationship. I'm not yeah. gonna get. I'm not gonna get into any character, but they try to force a relationship with like a few characters. I was like, where did this come from? Um, so that's another thing because you, you don't see them. Like I would never picture these two characters together, uh-huh. but the fact that they did, it was just like whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, there were the, my okay. My overall thing with this movie, and my biggest issue with it, and this is not something that normally. Like, most people aren't going to talk about a movie's story structure with comedy, but oh my gosh, this, the screen, the way this movie was written drove me insane, because there were so many different random things that just felt like they were just thrown in there, it's like, oh, we have to make this movie an hour and 45 minutes, so let's throw all these things in there, all these different little side stories, and just have this work. And it didn't work. I mean, uh, like we just said with Jennifer Aniston, there, her character is so one note. That storyline feels so detached and so separate and so unfunny compared even to the rest of the movie, which wasn't even that funny to begin with. So it's just so frustrating. Whenever Jennifer Aniston was on the screen, I was like, can we, can she just please move? Like, go away. Like, she wasn't funny. She wasn't adding any, anything at all. It just drove me insane. Um, and then she even has a scene where she goes to Jason Bateman's apartment. And I swear that, mo- that felt so out of place. That scene, he, she just shows up and leaves. And it's like, what what was the purpose of that? It literally like it took all the momentum of the movie away. It just happens, and then it doesn't really like it doesn't come up until later on in the movie. And how it comes up doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um, and there was also there was another story. Oh, um, like the the last act of this movie. Good lord, what the frick were they thinking? Like it it, it was it might have been a little more maybe funny i mean but even then it wasn't that really funny because i don't like that actress who played the pimp um but she was uh, that whole storyline at the end with um them like and the drugs and the the money and all that stuff i'm not gonna get into specifics but again it just feels so tacked on at the end like yeah like the main story is over and then boom we're going to do this it's like what that whole thing to me was one of the dumbest things like i didn't like the last fifth like the last 10 minutes of the movie because i'm just like i thought the movie should end by then i did not think this movie needed to be an hour and 45 minutes they just needed it like i don't olivia munn's character needed to do something i was like i don't care to see this the, the, yes that was another thing that yes. felt even tacked it felt tacked on to the tacked on section it's like yes it didn't um, make any sense it was stupid <laughs> sorry um so stupid and i i agree with the whole like drug thing with the with that character i'm just like i feel like i'm watching the hangover or something because i'm just like <laughs> i'm just like there's a there's a gun in this movie like it's supposed to be a freaking christmas party movie like why is there a guy who brought a gun to the party? Like, I was so confused. I was yeah. like, 
what? And then there was drugs, and it's like, what the hell is going on? Like, well, I don't even understand. I will like, say I this. There, there was one way that they used the drugs that I thought really worked and was funny um, with um, somebody accidentally getting drugged, but that that really worked. But other than that, I was just like, what is going on? Yeah, agreed. Agreed 100%. So, yeah. overall, the movie is forgettable. So, let's just get into it. Let's, uh, we're going to rate this movie. Um, Carlos, what do you rate this movie, man? I'm alright. I'm gonna be slightly generous. As I was talking, I was thinking. As we were talking, I was thinking. You know what? It probably should be lower than what I was originally gonna give it. But then, I, I, you know what? I'm gonna stick to my original rating. I'm gonna stick to a five out of ten. It's largely forgettable. It's not one way or the other. It's just kind of in the middle. I think there are good things. There are bad things. And they all kind of even out and make just a okay. It's their movie. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give this movie, um, I'm going to give it a five as well. Okay. I think, I think it's exactly what you said. It's, it's not a movie that I, I'm going to recommend at all. It's not something that I would say, like, you have to see Office Christmas Party. No. If there's other things out there, just like Manchester by the Sea, cough, cough, <clears throat> you can only go see that movie, um, first. Um, but it's not something like I said. Don't rush out of the, You really don't have to even see this movie. Mm-hmm. This is like a movie you can just watch on TV and pass by for, if you're bored. So that's how the movie it is. I really wouldn't recommend spending your ten dollars on it. But whatever, that's just me. All right, guys, we're gonna get into our TV recap. Um, Carlos, did you watch any Monday night shows? Uh, no, Supergirl was not on, so nothing. All right, so nothing on Monday. All right, let's start off with the before we get into CW shows. Let's, let's get on. Let's get in, into your Tuesday shows that you regularly watch. Let's get into that. Um, Tuesday shows. Uh, we had this is us, the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh, I, I'm telling you. I know Enrique, my brother, has been working on trying to get you to watch this show, and I will do the same. Continue to do the same because this is us is so good. The show every week it surprises me. It makes me. Um, just gosh that like i saw on facebook i saw somebody post um a a meme he's like um somebody crying and it said my wife every time she watches this is us and i i almost commented i was like that's me when i watch this is us like it's so (laughs) emotional um man every chord that they try to hit really works in the christmas episode um i thought was really good um it's not like the best episode of the se- of the season so far it was like it might have actually been one of the weaker ones but at the same time that's not saying too much because the show as a whole is so great it it really is great um agents of shield a pretty good episode it was a f- nice follow up to what i would consider their best episode of the season so far last week um but how was- would you how would you say the show th- this season has been as as a, as gen- like as a whole so far it's okay it's not as i think it's it had the tough task of following up by far the series' best season which is last season um season three is fantastic um season four ha- so far has been good but not great um still really i'm still looking i still look forward to the show every time i watch it and i am excited to it looks like we're starting to move away from the Ghost Rider things, and I'm interested to see what direction we go in as we move away from that. Um, I do, I will really miss miss Robbie Reyes. Robbie Reyes is Ghost Rider, but at the same time, 
Um, I think that they've used him pretty well for how they wanted to. Um, and then I believe that's it. Uh, other than the sitcoms, uh, I, oh, speaking of the sitcoms, I haven't really touched on them too too much this so far this season um, at all. But really, but I will say this. Fox is killing it right now with their sitcoms because last season I was just overall not too impressed with Brooklyn Nine-Nine especially. It just was an okay season. And New Girl was really good, but it wasn't great. I don't love how they handled um, Zoe Deschanel's pregnancy. But, well, I mean, I loved it in a sense that we got um, Megan Fox on the show and she was actually really good in it. But uh, other than that... Um, and I do think they should bring back coach. Thank you, Bob. Um, but anyway, <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl are back to peak form. They are both really, really good this season. Uh, I would say Brooklyn Nine-Nine might even be better this season. It's really, really good. Um, if you're not watching these shows, they're easy to just jump into, and they're easy binges. So I would highly recommend if you want comedies to watch. These are both really good comedies for you to jump in on. Are they both on Netflix? I know New Girl's on Netflix. I don't know New about Girl, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Or, I don't think Brooklyn Nine-Nine is. Um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I caught up on Hulu, I believe. So, okay. yeah. De- um, New Girl is definitely worth the watch, um, yeah, as is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Is, is uh, New Girl one of your favorite sitcoms of all time? Would you, would you say that? <sighs> that's a good question. I don't know where I would I know, put it in I, that discussion. I know that 70s show is your favorite of all yes. time. Um, I know you. I know you liked how how I met your mother, but it's not your one. I know it's not your favorite. Yeah. Um, so I was wondering, like, if that was your because you talk about New Girl a lot, and you seem like you really it, love it. So yeah. I was, I was, I'm curious hmm. to see that that is. That's like, a good question. I'll have to think about that one and get back to you. As of now, I might put it in that in the How We Met Your Mother range. Um, but I'm not. I'm not sure. Would uh, you say? Would you say it's at least in your top ten? If you oh, had to give yeah. a top ten, no, yeah. okay. Probably, maybe maybe we'll do a top ten sitcom episode. Oh, one of these, I, I would uh, say it would probably be in my top five. Maybe I don't know. I have to think about it. Yeah, maybe we'll do a top uh sit, top ten sitcom video. Maybe uh, one of these days, oh, and we'll yeah. let you guys know. Uh, but we'll give our personal ones on the podcast. I want because I'm interested to see where that is. I know you love that show. Oh, yeah, definitely. And what I think will be crazy if we do that list is because we compile, like, everybody's list from everybody on the team. And I think people are going to be surprised if we do that list where Seinfeld ends up because I know both of us are not the biggest Seinfeld fans. So our our collective, um, where we put it on our list, might reflect kind of two people that don't like it very much. So I don't know. That, that could be an interesting list. Yeah, definitely, definitely, man. Um, is there um, another Tuesday show? I think that's it, other than Flash, which we'll get to. And then, uh, obviously, Vikings on Wednesday. Do you want me to talk about it now or after? You can talk about what... Uh, actually, no, let's keep it Tuesday. Let's keep it the okay, Tuesdays. The Tuesdays. Let's keep it organized. All right, so let's talk about the Flash season finale. This was a big one. Um, they had Jay Garrick back. That was in the teaser mm-hmm. trailer for that. Uh, there's going to be... Guys, are starting to TV recaps retain. Spoilers, so don't yes. get pissed. Um, Carlos, I'm interested to see, what did you think about the season finale? Did you, was this a strong episode for a flash or was it just another episode for you? Like, what did you think? Um, I thought it was a pretty strong episode. I, I did. I actually really did. I, I did thought it was a pretty strong, or did think it was a pretty strong episode. The thing 
my issue with Flash this season, and I do have a lot of issues with Flash the past two seasons, <clears throat> but my issue with Flash this season is I feel like we wasted Flashpoint. We're moving on to something bigger and more impactful with Barry knowing the future, and I don't necessarily like how he handled that with Iris. I thought it was a very happy ending, but it just it I'm, I'm frustrated because I know it sets up for a bunch of melodrama down the road. Um, but I, I, while that is really cool, while I was like, oh my gosh, he's in the future, number one, I think they missed an opportunity because I think he should have gone farther in the future. Um, and number two, I'm just... I, I think they wasted Flashpoint. I really do. That's such a cool story. And, like, we spent half a season basically on, just on them complaining about Flashpoint. And now it's going to be forgotten. So it wasn't even impactful. But that's my issue. I don't know. What did you think of the midseason Um I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. It wasn't something... It's not something that I absolutely loved. Um, I was actually kind of disappointed. Like, I thought the 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 premise of him going to the future was very cool because all we've seen Barry do is go in the past and all we've done is get annoyed with him for going in the past yeah. so damn much. But I thought this, I thought it was interesting. It was an interesting. I was like, okay, time travel, but going to the future. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, but I wish that we didn't see Irish get killed because to me, to me, like if, if they, if they honestly, if they stick through with it, and if they kill Iris, I'm going to be pissed. Because they, they spent, at this point, three se- three seasons declaring that Barry has feelings for her. Mm-hmm. And then they have two seasons, I'm going to say a, a, like a season and a half, of them trying to get Barry and Iris together. And now they're together, and now you're telling me that you're going to kill her? Really? Really? So I'm going to be disappointed if, if that is the case. It's not going to happen. Um, if... If I'm just saying, if that if that timeline follows through, that's what I'm gonna be disappointed. Mm-hmm. But I did like Jay Garrick saying, "Look, it's not certain. Okay, yeah. there are many like we're like we like the future is never certain. Mm-hmm. So I do like uh, Jay Garrick really setting that in mind and telling Barry like you cannot go to the future. Like you cannot. No one's supposed to know what the future is. So I do like Jay Garrick really." being that mentor figure to um, Barry. I wish mm-hmm. he would have him on the show because I, I think he's like a really good mentor. Yes, I agree. I think I love the fact that they were able to keep that actor while getting rid of the character of the dad. Um, and I agree with with, with the whole with Iris getting killed thing. It, my issue with it is I know it. Iris isn't dying. She's not going to die. Stop trying to trick, like, tell us that, oh my gosh, Iris, we know she's not going to die. Stop. Stop. <laughs> like, it's not going to happen. Um, so, to me, like, there's no stakes involved there. Now, I think it should have been, it should have been Joe. That's the thing. It should have been Joe or even Siska or something like that. Someone that we know could actually die. I think Joe is the best candidate for that because that could have been very impactful, but at the same time, very believable because it could easily have been Joe. So I would have liked to see if if Killer Frost to me was sort of wasted in one episode, but I think she's going to return. I think that whole thing is going to return. She's coming back. Yeah. But I think it would have been more impactful if we saw Killer Frost killing either Joe or Mm -hmm. Cisco. I think that would have been a huge impact. Like, 
how can I carry this huge secret? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that would have been like a bigger yeah. impact. Um, what what about what, um, the whole uh, Savitar's pre- like um, prophecy or whatever, and the whole thing with him controlling Julian? What do you think about all that? And then also, what do you think about his prophecy of one of them falling? Which of course they're trying to say it's Iris, but again, I don't believe it for a second. One of them betraying them. Um, that has to be Killer Frost, right? Yeah, I thought that whole prophecy was really predictable. I was just like, one one's gonna betray you. I'm like, okay, uh, Killer Frost. One will die. I'm just like, it's either gonna be Cisco or somebody else on the team. Like, it's either Cisco or someone, but it's not gonna be Iris. Like, that's what my theory was. I was like, it's not gonna be Iris. Um, so I thought it was okay. I I like I like. I'm really glad that they kept Tom Felton like as a good guy, just just getting him uh, basically manipulated, yeah, um, by Savitar. But what I don't like is that they keep having his character be sort of a douche to Barry. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. um, I remember one episode he was, I think it was episode four, I believe, where there were he's just like, where Barry was like, "Hey man, you just want to get a drink?" And he's like. Yeah, man, let's go get a drink. And I was like, okay, they're friends now. Next episode, I still don't like you. Yeah. So I'm like, just like, dude, come on. Yeah, like. it, I think it'll all, like, it'll start to annoy me if he's still like that in the next episode when they yeah, come be- back. Yeah, because when he found out he was the Flash, just like, by the way, I still don't like you. And then yeah, at the end of the episode, he's just like, I didn't want to be alone, so I'm going to be back here with you guys. And it was like a good ending. I'm just like, you just said you don't like him. Like, what are you doing? So, um... I think, and I do like his character. I do like Julian. I do think I like seeing Tom Felton be a, like a really like a good guy. Like I think he plays a really nice good guy. So I'm interested. Just, just I, I'm sick and tired of this. I like love hate Barry relationship going on. That's the only thing I'm tired. Uh-huh. tired of. Um, last thing I'm gonna bring up before we move on to Wednesdays. What did you think about Cisco this episode? Um, I I didn't have too much of a problem with him. I think. I'm happy that we're finally over grumpy Cisco. Um, I think he made a lot of silly decisions, but I think it's understandable decisions in my mind because, I mean, he, as much as he's finally moved on from being angry at Barry, he's still upset about his brother, and that's understandable to me. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, honestly, after what he did this episode, he needs to shut up about Barry, and I hope that does not happen again. It was like, you just made the biggest mistake and you were over here criticizing Barry for seven episodes, eight episodes. Yeah. So shut up. Um, that's my whole thing on Barry. I was annoyed seeing Dante, though. I'm not going to lie. I'm just like, can we get over Dante? This is so annoying. But You just don't um, like the name Dante after our, Inferno, our Inferno review and now this. Honestly, I hadn't even thought about it, to be honest with you. That's how much I forgot about that movie. But yeah. yes, um... If you're going to bring up something like that, yes. It's just annoying that this whole storyline with him just keeps getting brought up. I'm just like, we lost, like, he's lost, like, he died. Let's, 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 like, we need to pick it up now. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's one thing I was annoyed about. But okay, anyways, Wednesday shows. Carlos, Vikings, let's get, let's hear it, man. Um, Vikings, again, it was a lot more set up. So I think it's all, it's next episode has to be the one where we're finally going to get some action. But at the same time, like this, this show's not always been about action. It's never been the most heavy action show. It's about, um, the character development of Ragnar. And now I think 
we're transitioning to Ragnar's sons. Ragnar, he has to, he's destined to die this season. I think it's going to happen. So, Ragnar or his son? Ragnar. Um, he, Is he the one that played the main character in... Um, yes. Okay. In Warcraft. Whoa. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think he's destined to die this season. We made a huge time jump um, in the mid-season break. And he's supposed to be really old right now, and um, we're setting up and developing, and that's what this first these first few episodes have done has really developed his sons, and really developed their relationship and their dynamic, and kind of set them up. Um, this episode kind of was right before they're all basically about to sail off, and um, Bjorn, who is his oldest son, is about to go and raid in the Mediterranean. Um, Ragnar is preparing to go to England, and he's taken Ivar with him, which I think that's really interesting because I, I it's, I don't know how that's going to go because Ivar, uh, Ivar is one who is crippled. I don't, I don't know if you know anything about that, but he's Ivar the boneless. Yeah, that's his okay. name. He's a historical figure. Cause the thing was, I don't I, I, just a little brief history lesson. Ragnar Lothbrok, who is the main character of Vikings is a semi historical figure. Um, he is recorded by, um, Norse kind of historians, but he's largely considered a legend. Like he, he could have been a real person. He could have just been a story. Nobody really knows, but his four or five sons can't remember exactly are historical figures. Um, there are five historical kind of Norse Kings who are said to be sons of Ragnar Lothbrok. So now we're starting to get to know his sons and we know kind of what they go and do. So it's really interesting. I don't know exactly where we're going with this. I, I like, well, I know where we're going with this, but I don't know where we're going with Ivar. Ivar is the most interesting to me because he's probably the most ruthless out of all the sons, but he's the most powerless because he's crippled. Um, and at the end of the episode, Ragnar and Ivar's ship gets kind of overturned in the middle of a storm. So again, where is that going? I'm, I'm very curious. So I, I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. It's again one of the most underrated shows on television. So, would you say it's up there with Game of Thrones? Um, I have always referred to it as Game of Thrones light because it is very just like Game of Thrones. It's very character driven. Um, it's got a very epic scope. Um, but because it's on the history channel, it's not like necessarily, it's pretty actually violent. Like they've shown a lot of blood, but they don't show nudity. So that's why, um, like I would refer to it as Game of Thrones light. And obviously because Game of Thrones is the best show on television and one of the most well-written shows on television, it's not like as good of a story, but it's still a really good story. Um, so, okay. yeah, that's what I got on the latest episode of Vikings. All right, man. Uh, any of the Wednesday shows you want to talk about? Um, that's pretty much it, other than Arrow. All right. Uh, all right, then let's get into Arrow. Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. Yes, yes, yes. All of the yes. I loved this episode of Arrow, and I love what they did with Prometheus this episode. This, okay, they had a great, like, I, I, last like, last week's episode of Arrow, which was the crossover, I thought the episode was fantastic. One I of the really best liked the crossover, the, yeah. Yeah, I think I really like the unique way that they used uh, the crossover with with that 100th episode. I thought that was really done well. Um, and then this episode, my gosh, um, I have never been on the edge of my seat with this show, I, unless, like uh, other than like this past Wednesday, I was on the edge of my seat. 
Prometheus is proving to be the sh- one, arguably one of the show's best villains. Um, Slade Wilson is up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Malcolm Merlin is up there, and now um, it's Prometheus. He is he is fantastic, man. What did you think about this episode? I loved it. Um, I will officially. Uh, I, as much as I was very happy with Arrow last season at the first half, um, and I'm still nervous because, like I said, the first half of last season was very good. Um, but to me, I will officially pronounce this. I, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I've got my, I've had my ear on the pulse. I've, I'm like feeling it. I'm trying to see, is Arrow back? Is Arrow alive? I will officially pronounce it. Arrow is alive. Arrow is back. Um, they are no longer in the dead horribleness of season three and the second half of season four. We are back. Arrow is good again, people. You can officially say it. We can yell it in the streets. Arrow is good again. Um, and oh my gosh, this episode was fantastic. Uh, it's still like, as with all these CW shows, as with Arrow, it's still got its cheesy moments. I really like, there are moments where I'm like, okay, that was kind of silly, but Man, this episode—it was so good um, with Prometheus, with especially the latter half of this episode, um, with everything going on with Prometheus, with his plan to set up um, Oliver to do um, to do what he does, and then I, as soon as uh, can we just talk about his whole Prometheus's plan? Yes, let's let's get into it, man. Okay, okay. So Prometheus's plan to set up Oliver to kill um, Felicity's boyfriend. That was brilliant. It was so well written, so well done. I love the fact that we were using flashbacks, but we were flashing flashing back basically to season one. Um, yeah, I thought this was arguably one of the best ways that they used the flat that they yeah, used flashbacks. I hope they keep I, doing it. Yes, because I think I think the like the last time they used flashbacks really like really great was in season two when um, when you saw Oliver fighting mm-hmm. um, Slade. So I thought this is. I thought this was a really cool flashback setup. Yeah, I really did um, like the flashbacks as well. Um, and then, but the thing that really impressed me, and this is when I was like, man, Arrow is turning the corner. Because as soon as Oliver killed um, the boyfriend, or Felicity's boyfriend, I was like, wow, that was a really get great sequence. But you can even ask my roommate who was watching with me. I turned to him and said... That was really great, but it just is going to set up for so much melodrama that I don't want to deal with right now. Because I was like, you know what's going to happen? Oliver is either going to tell her and she's going to blame him, or Oliver is not going to tell her. And then it's going to be this huge deal that he's keeping the secret from her for a couple episodes. And then she's going to find out and then she's going to blame him. Either way, it's going to be way too overdramatic, way too much of a freak out at Oliver and blame him, and he blames himself and all these different things. And it didn't happen. He told her right away, and she didn't blame him. I was, like, amazed. My jaw was onto the ground. I was like, oh, my gosh, we've turned the corner. (laughs) Arrow is not going to be melodramatic. Oh, my gosh. I was so happy. Um, I loved how they dealt with that. She was just like, it's Prometheus' fault. We have to kill Prometheus. And I was like, yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. It was so yeah, great. Man. I was, he's grown up. I was, I was shocked too, bro. I was, my gosh, like, I was just like, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm just yeah. like, because I remember, I remember when, um, I remember, first of all, that whole sequence with Prometheus, oh, yes. Prometheus 
And that that whole dialogue when mm-hmm. we when we finally think that we have his identity, we we don't have his identity because he was just like, did you have like did you have any feelings like when you killed him? And then he's just like, if you want revenge, I'm right here. And he's like, this is so much more than revenge. I'm just like, all I'm just like Oliver, what did you do to this man? Like I'm interested, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I just thought that whole setup of how he just redid everything that Oliver did in mm-hmm. the flashback. I thought that was so brilliant and cool. Um, and I just thought the whole thing with, with Oliver killing Felicity's boyfriend was awesome. I was in complete shock. I'm just like, God, this is so good. Um, honestly, and I was just like you, man. I'm just like, damn, man. Felicity's going to be pissed. I'm going to be pissed about Felicity. Um, I, and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be annoyed with Oliver if he doesn't tell her because she deserves to know. And then he tells her off the bat. I was like, what? No. Like, I was in shock. And Felicity, I got to give it to Felicity. Mm-hmm. Felicity, this is arguably one of the best episodes with Felicity this season. She took the news and she did not blame it on Oliver. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of the problems that we have with Flash, with Flash is that these characters tend to blame Flash for everything. Mm-hmm. Flash didn't know these things were going to happen. Was it his fault? Yes, but he didn't know that these things were going to happen. Um, the thing with with the thing with um, Arrow, you know, this episode just proves that you know these characters, like at least from what this episode seemed like, these characters can be slightly more mature than the ones on Flash. Um, mm-hmm. And Felicity proved that, and she she blamed like she's like, no, it wasn't you. I'm not mad at you. I am mad at um, Prometheus, mm-hmm. and I really like that that whole moment when the whole team really felt as like a family. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Oliver's just like, I think you guys just get away from me, because I've th- I don't think we've ever seen such a broken down Oliver so so yes. first of all, so. So so quickly in the season, I know we, I know he, I know he was broken in season two when when Slade Wilson killed his mother, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've seen this version of Oliver where he's just like, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um. I Can and I talk about was, Stephen Amell, please. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Oh my he gosh. Did, he did a fantastic job this episode. He was so well. Blew me I away. Really he is fantastic. His, yes, he. I'm so I I wish I want to see him in more things because I'm, he's generally he's a nice guy. Um, I think he does a great job as as Oliver Queen, but this this episode he really blew me away. I'm gonna, I'm going to say he really blew me away this episode. Um, um, I will say the thing the the one negative side effect of that of how good Stephen Amell it was in this episode and in that moment when he tells Felicity, and you can just see how broken he is. Um. And how, like, just torn up. He does not know what to do. And he doesn't know how to tell her. And he tells her. And you, he was, it was a fantastic moment. A fantastic performance. The one negative side effect is Emily Bet Ricards, who plays um, Felicity, failed in, mm-hmm. com- or paled in comparison. She was, like, it just, it was fine. It was a fine But she was not nearly anywhere. She wasn't even anywhere close to Stephen Amell's level. And you could tell. Um, and I don't think the way that they framed her face and everything worked with her being like, 
they, like, they kept going, zooming in on people's faces. I'm like, can you back up? Give them some space here. Um, but So I don't think it was necessarily shot well. But anyway, uh, that's a whole other issue. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I thought Stephen Amell was great, but she was okay. Yeah, I thought I thought like I said, man, I thought this episode was arguably arguably my favorite of of the, of the season. Yeah. Um definitely. I'm just going to say this quick theory real quick. I think that Tommy is back. I think that Tommy's back. That is a That's still that my is, theory too, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a lot of buzz that's going on right now on the internet that Tommy's back and I honestly think Tommy is back. I think that is going to be um such an interesting premise if he is back because Oliver completely changed his ways. Well, for the most part, because Oliver has killed since he made that promise. But for the most part, Oliver has said, I'm not killing anymore. Mm-hmm. So if Tommy is back, I think that's going to be so interesting to see. Like, Tommy, man, like, what? Like, damn, like, what happened, man? Like, how'd you even survive? Um, yeah. That's that's going to be such an interesting premise because uh-huh. Oliver really misses uh, Tommy. We've seen that throughout this throughout this throughout the five seasons mm-hmm. um last thing i'm happy i was so happy when i saw this in the last five seconds of the show laurel lands is back my friends she is back she is alive and she's smiling so carlos what'd you think about that like, i thought that was a crazy moment i'm still processing it because it was just such a freaking huge reveal in the last five seconds we don't give you any context or anything we're just kind of left and i i don't know like do you believe that she is de- like that's really number one her and number two that she's really like for sure back um there's a clip of uh episode 10 where oliver's talking to diggle Mm-hmm. And they do talk about Laura. They're just like, he's just like, yeah, I'm just trying to really catch up on everything that's been going on and, and stuff like that. So I'm in sh- So she is back. Um, mm-hmm. And it's confirmed. Um, so, but I, I do think that since, I think I read somewhere that they're just, they're going to test her to make sure that she is Laurel because mm-hmm. they've been fooled before. So um, they're going to test her and check, um, you know, if she is Laurel and and stuff like that. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting. I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm interested to see I, my theory is that Nessa probably saved her, maybe. Um maybe maybe, maybe. she did destroy the La- La- the Lazarus pit, but I'm interested I'm interested to know if she actually took some of it and saved it for herself before she did destroy it. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um but I am in- I I am interested to see like if she if she survived like how she survived. Uh, so it's something that I'm yeah. definitely I am looking forward for a couple of reasons for Laura being back. Number one, I think she has been missed. Um, her dynamic with Oliver has somewhat been missed on the team. Number two, I really do think that the show has done a great job. I know we've had long conversations, way too long of conversations about Oliver and Felicity and all these different things. The show has done a great job of having him kind of move on from that. Um, and I think it will be nice for them finally to go in the Oliver and Laurel direction. Um, if that is, if she is around, I think they will get there and I think they're going to start that process pretty soon. Yes. I um, hope that, I hope that, cause I think one of, one of our problems with that relationship was just the immaturity yeah. of Laurel and some, and sometimes even with Oliver. Yeah. So I hope that this season really matures their relationship. Uh-huh. I really hope so. Um, that's, that's one yeah. of my biggest hopes. Another mm-hmm. negative side effect, though, and this is something that a lot of people have had major concerns about when it comes to this show, 
and I have to agree, especially with this new development, that death means nothing on this show. It means nothing, especially if Laurel is back and if everybody seems to be right about it being Tommy, death means nothing. And that's, that's not a good thing. People like this, this is not like, Oh, our character, like there's no stakes of death means nothing. You know? Agreed. Agreed. I'm not going to say that you're wrong there. Um, and that's, and that's one of the major problems that people have with comic books. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, it's a lot of the problems that people have with comic books. The nerd rule: nobody ever really dies. And that, yeah, and that's, and that sucks. Um, it, it sucks to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, the only people that have honestly stayed dead is Oliver's father, um, you know, and and Rachel Gould. But even then, Rachel Gould, like if they travel back in time, like he's still gonna be alive. So, mm-hmm. um, just that whole thing, that whole thing, um, really is. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. So that's that's my whole thing on it. Um, as much as I'm happy to see Laura, as much as I'm happy to see Laura, I have to agree with you there. And that's not something I'm proud of agreeing with you, but it's something that I have to admit. Death absolutely means nothing on on these shows, on most of these shows anymore. Um, it's just, it, it, and it's just a fact. It's just a fact. So yeah. that is that is that for Arrow. Um, Carlos, do you have any Thursday shows you want to talk about? Uh, no, man. I got behind because we are approaching finals week rather quickly, so I was busy, busy, busy. <laughs> um, all right, then. I'm just going to go briefly, um, speak briefly on Legends. Guys, We I think we're starting to get the League like the league of Doom or something. I don't know what that's called. The Legion of Doom? Yes, I knew that's what it was called. I was just like, is it League or Legion of Doom? Um, at this point, we have the Reverse Flash, uh, Yerbar Thawne. We have Damian Dark. And now they recruited Malcolm Merlin. Ooh. Yes. I'm actually, and I was, I think I've, I think I, I, I asked you about this like earlier. I'm just like, where the hell has Malcolm Merlin been this whole time? Like, because we have not seen Malcolm Merlin. Mm-hmm. But we finally see Malcolm Merlin in Legends of Tomorrow and... These three guys, I'm inter- I'm honestly I'm interested to know if they're gonna recruit the Flash and and Green Arrow at this point. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested, um, because I just don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna defeat all these guys. I just don't, especially if they keep recruiting people. I just I, I'm interested to see what happens. If they have a speed, Eobard Thorn is arguably the is is probably the strongest person there. He just is. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see if they get the Flash to help them out. I'm still pissed that Sarah didn't mention it to to Barry in that crossover. I think she should have, but I'm interested to see what happens with yeah. them. I I do think um, I would I will honestly love to see an all out war go out with uh, all the major villains that they've had. I, I honestly wouldn't because I think that whole segment one of the one of the best things about. Uh, Arrow episode with that crossover was seeing them all really go up against their like all these old foes. So, you know, the fact that these enemies are really combining themselves and really force like and really, you know, they're a force of nature and I really did like their chemistry together. I'm gonna say that. Um This episode it was a it was it was an it was a pretty good season finale. I'm gonna give it that. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna spoil anything because you haven't seen it yet, Carlos. I want to get your. I want to get your thoughts on it after. Mm-hmm. So for the most part, for me, I enjoyed the season finale. It's not. It wasn't a. It wasn't horrible. Um, personally, I liked. Um, it's not. But it's not one of my favorite episodes of Legends. But I. But we do sort of get some uh, insight on 
a few things that we've been questioning all season long. So um, that that is what I'm going to say. That we get some answers there, but that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, Carlos, is there anything else that you want to talk about in the on? Uh, you have any Friday shows that you watch that uh, they no, mentioned? I'm pretty good. All right, guys. Well, we are going to jump right into our recommendations here. All right, Carlos, you want me to start? Yeah, start, man. All right. Um, this is a recommendation that is going to kind of go along with a, an announcement for a future segment on the podcast. I am going to recommend, and this is going to be a silly recommendation, but hey, whatever. I'm going to recommend Codename Kids Next Door. It's a cartoon what? that I used to watch when I was a kid, and I watched it over break, um, over um, Thanksgiving, and it still holds up. It's a good show. I really did like it. Um, and then I had an idea for a segment that we are going to introduce at some point in the coming month or so. Um, Bob, our head of marketing, is going to rewatch an old cartoon that he used to watch when he was a kid and then come on the podcast and tell us, does it still hold up? So that's definitely something that's coming, and I'm really looking forward to that segment. I want to see how some of these shows that we used to watch when we were mindless little children, um, if they are actually good or if they are indeed mindless. Okay. All right. Um, interesting. Yeah, guys, we're going to have that up for you. I don't know when, but it should be like in the next month or so. We'll, we'll work on it. Probably in yeah. January would be my guess. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I'm going to recommend a movie that my mom showed me when I was a kid. Um, and the only reason why I thought about this song was because I was out, I was out last night with a few friends and this, this song came out. Um, and the song is called, um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I think that's what the song is called. And I'm just like, I know that song from Stepmom. I'm just like, oh my gosh, Stepmom. Like, like, I was just like, that's crazy. I haven't seen that movie in ages. But I remembered the whole thing in my head as soon as I, as soon as I heard the song. Um, the movie stars uh, Susan, uh, I'm so sorry for butchering your name here. Susan uh, Saradon. Um, Sarah, I don't know. Sarandon, sorry, that last maybe. Yep, that's the one. Sarandon and Julia Roberts uh, and Ed Harris. Uh, so it, it starts these three these three actors, and basically Ed Harris is going to get married to Julia Roberts, and Julia Roberts is uh, she's trying to get to know her her obviously like her her fiance's kids more. She's trying to develop a relationship, and um, Susan uh, Susan is uh, who plays Jackie. Um, she's you know. She's basically trying to like you know she's still very protective of her kid you know what I'm saying like she just doesn't want any any woman jumping into her jumping into her kids' lives and stuff like that so it's it's an interesting dynamic because um you know it's it's a mom trying to you know have a relationship with that with with her ex husband's uh new new wife um it's about her it's also about his new wife trying to have a relationship with the kids and 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 taking on this this uh this um this motherly responsibility now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also with Ed Harris. Ed Harris has to balance, you know, between being happy and, and also like, uh, <clears throat> um, being a family man and, and supporting, uh, his kids at the same time and making sure that they all have a good relationship. So I, it, to me, this movie, this hit, movie hit home for me. Um, there are a few negatives, but that's beside, but like, now that I'm thinking, there are a few negatives that I have in this movie, but, Overall, I think the cast is great in this movie. I think the development of characters are great in this movie. And I think the performances, like I said, the performances are great in this movie. So definitely check it out, especially if you have a stepmom. I know I got a stepmom. 
I didn't like in the beginning, but now we're like we're close. So definitely check it out if you have a step parent and stuff like that. So okay. that is my recommendation there. Um, we're gonna start off with social media. Carlos, where can people find you in social media? On Twitter and Instagram at Cheery four five six, and then also make sure you follow us on social media. The Screenfellows on social media at Screenfellows everywhere. That's Twitter, um, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere. All right, all right, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and also you guys can follow me on. Um, if you guys have any questions or anything like that. <laughs> about the show, any topics you want us to talk about, you can always email me at ozzy.castro at uh, Um And guys, definitely check out our YouTube channel. We're having a lot of great stuff in there. We have top 10 lists there. We have we, we just released a top 10 video, uh, I think about a few days ago, maybe five days ago. We, reviewed, uh, we released our top 10 animation list. I am personally not happy with that list. That's just me, but <laughs> definitely give it uh, give it a watch. We're also we're gonna be releasing our top seven um, in order. Which one is our favorite Star Wars movie in honor of Rogue One coming out next Thursday? So definitely check that out as well. We have a lot of we gotta have great, we have a lot of great content on there, and we're also gonna be releasing a lot more content on there. So please. Uh, support us on that on oh, the channel. Miles is doing. Miles is doing fantastic. He's yeah. doing a fantastic job on that channel. So and make sure definitely. you check out our um, um, merchandise store as well. That's uh, society six dot com slash screenfellows. We got tons of shirts up there. It's actually a really cool um, Star Wars design um, for a screenfellows. Like it's the Star or screenfellows written in the Star Wars design. So I actually really like that shirt. And there's also a Love Is a Maze shirt. So definitely check all that stuff out. Yes, definitely. Guys, we have we have, I have a ton of stuff coming for you guys, so definitely um, keep your eye out for that stuff. All right, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and now Google Play. Again, you Android users, we got Google Play. Check it, check us out, please. Please rate, please rate and review the podcast on anything that you use. It would help us out a lot, guys. Thank you, thank you so much again. This is Screen Fellas. Mm-hmm.